I think that's one of our questions too, was mm-hmm. shows. Okay. So maybe we'll wait. Okay. So maybe we'll wait. You're right. You're right. You're right. You had a pop culture thing you wanted to talk about? I was going to ask you. Well, first of all, welcome back. I feel like we never say that to the people. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> Hi. Oh, have you seen the trailer to The Little Mermaid? Oh my God. Don't even get me started. I literally just sobbed Stopped. over you posting all the little girls watching mm-hmm. it. I, I know. Can, and then that one TikTok that was like when people are upset that The Little Mermaid's black because it's not realistic and it's like, it's a mo- animated movie about singing animals and sea creatures. Like, I don't know what to tell you, babes. <laughs> yeah, it's just people are- I'm so excited. I know. I'm very, very excited. I, I sobbed. And, and yeah, it's going to be such a good movie. It gave me full body chills. Let's go together. Yeah. Yeah. That's a movie that I'll go to the theaters for, you know? For sure. You and I will make it to a theater for that one. There is a movie coming out that, have you ever heard us be this pop culture people? Like, who are we? There is a movie coming out that I saw the trailer for when I went to the movie the other day, when I went to go see Nope. And because there are select, I listen, team, Meadow and I hate movie theaters, like not yes. to be dark. So like trigger warning, but like we believe we're going to be the people that are going to be murdered mass in, a shooting mass shooting trauma. in a movie theater. Yep. And mine is just because I'm paranoid. Meadows is because she's lived through one. So period. Yeah. <laughs> um, like every time someone walks going? in with a backpack, I'm like. And no, today's we, the day. We clock all the exits, like absolutely. No, no, no. And I like, I, I like in my brain, I'm like, this is the moment that I am tasked to like deescalate the situation. <laughs> like, this yeah, is, it's this is our personal responsibility. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is what we've been talking to Aaron with. Right. This is what we've been training for. Yeah. Literally, this uh, moment. So, anyway, I hate going to the movie theater because I can never enjoy the movie because I'm on edge the entire time. That said, there are select movies that like you just got to see in a theater. Anything Jordan Peele, I'm going to see in a theater. I went to go see Nope. Period. Yeah, same. And the trailer for this movie came up, and I cannot remember what it's called, but I will find it because I need to know. It is about, it's a true story about this tribe in Africa that all of the warriors were women. Aaron told me about it. Um, Aaron's told me about it. Viola Davis. Yep. Who, and uh-huh. whatever Viola Davis does, I'm co signing for. Yeah. It yeah. is new movie. Let's see. It is called. Doesn't Viola Davis always the also, Woman King? The Woman, come on. We saw me. the trailer. Me and me and New Man's saw the trailer, yeah. and we literally we should were give like, him a fake nickname. By the way, I know. What should we call him? Okay, Mr. Man's. We'll think of it. Keep, Mr. Man's. Mr. Man's. Fine. Mr. Man's for now. Um, we saw the trailer, and we were like, "Holy fucking shit! This is something. We are coming back." And there's billboards like <gasps> all over LA for it. Oh, it looks. It's coming out soon. It's coming out this Wait. week, I think. Also, sorry, just you triggered my ADHD brain. First of all, let's go see it. Second of all, because one of the nicknames that you call him that isn't his real name starts with a Z, we literally, our boyfriends are A to Z. That's kind of cute. That is kind of cute. Alphabet boyfriends. He's not my boyfriend yet. (laughs) How? Ask him. Because he said that he wants to, quote unquote, properly ask me. Right. Because I told you, the story goes, he basically was like, oh, I also told him I like asked his boundary of what I can talk about on the podcast. And he was like, I trust you. Do whatever you want. I was like, good answer. Does he listen yet? No. Okay. Thank God. (laughs) No. (laughs) As long as both of them don't listen. Cool. I don't even think I like, I don't even, he doesn't even follow the podcast. Like I told him like, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please don't. You talk to me. You don't need to, you don't need to do that. Um, But the story goes that he was like. Basically, it was like the the title's yours when you want it, and then like right. a week later, I was like, "Hey, I'll take it." And then yeah. he was like, "Okay, cute," but I'll I'm gonna ask, ask properly. And then he hasn't. Bitch, it's been like a couple weeks. It's probably been one, but it feels like months. It's been one week. It's been one week, and I brought it up because I'm a crazy person. And he yeah. was like, "No, no, no, I like want to do something." And I was like, "Okay, so fucking do it." Like, so what are chop, you talking chop. about? <laughs> Oh God, I love him already. Though I can't wait. I to know meet they him. haven't I even met, but they met him literally the DM. You guys no, DM we, all I, I think I DM him every day. Stop it right now, really? Well, probably. I mean, I what we started DMing like a week ago. I think I feel like we respond to each other or talk at least every other day. We are each other's biggest fans already. Yeah. And he yeah. knows you know everything. Like he knows. Oh, I, I know. Him. 
I know. I feel so. like even in the way we talk, we each know that each other knows everything. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, okay. I don't want to do a long intro because we have lots to talk about. Listen, we... I'm so excited for today's episode, honestly. Okay. Want to tell them what we're doing? Um, so we are doing an Ask Us Anything. We're taking callers on the hotline, on the request line, caller number one. And we, Freakalik, do you know that reference? All my hip hop references that go unnoticed by anyone but I mean, me. I didn't grab that one, but like it's, it's from also like other, you know, songs in the beginning. You know, they're like, yeah, okay. Anyway, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, we've done one of these on Patreon and loved it. And so this is our first time doing a public one. So we hope you guys like it. We got, when I tell no, you, you guys. all, every one of you that listens is so emotionally intelligent and cool. It's not even funny. Like we want to be all of your friends. Our questions are so fucking good that we're not going to be try to be rude by rushing through them. But like, I genuinely want to answer every single one. Like, I yeah, no, yeah, 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 love yeah. all the questions we got. First of all, like, can I just say that I'm going to expose us a little bit? Like, whatever we do with QA, like, lately they've been. They, so, if you guys don't follow us on Instagram, which you should be at Thoughts My Very Pod, we every other week do an Ask Me Anything on our stories, and Meadow and I kind of take mm-hmm. turns answering questions. We always, like, in the beginning, we were getting, like, four questions. Yeah. Now we get, like, at least one, you know, good scroll. This right. is, like, a couple scrolls. A lot. Yeah. Like, I am feeling great about ourselves in the podcast. I'm so excited. Thank you very much. You guys showed up with these questions. They're really good. I told Meadow, let's just try and, like, answer them as if we're answering on the stories so that we can get through the majority. And then yeah, maybe, we like, a topic prep. will come out of these. Because there are some on here that I'm like, holy shit, that's a really fucking good question. So maybe no, like a same. whole episode will come from one. And I even have a couple on my personal too. Mm-hmm. Like not a lot, like eight. Oh, fucking hell. I got the, I got the MacBook is dying sign. Will you pause for un momento, por favor? Un momento, por favor. Yes. Process. Okay, we're back. Um, We're just going to start. I'm going to start with a fun one. Okay. I haven't had the urge to masturbate since being in a relationship. Is this normal? First of all, yes. On yep. Well, okay. So, I mean, Teffy in her Don't Worry Darling Roundup, which I have sh- already showed Aaron and my mom because it's so good, literally said, good dick will imprison you. And like, <sighs> listen, if you get in a new relationship and you are having fun, like you might be fulfilled. You might not need to. You know what I, I mean? Go off. Haven't it ebbs and flows. Since being in yeah. this relationship. So it ebbs and flows. Couldn't say it better myself. Good dick imprisons you or good puss, whatever, whatever it is, whatever the situation is. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I haven't once since me and Mr. Mans. And yeah, that is not like th- that. I, that should not be a concerning thing. That should be like a, oh, I'm being satisfied. Yeah. Go off. Yeah. Okay. One other side of this that I got that I thought was such a cool question too was asking about masturbation in a relationship after sexual assault while on an SSRI. And I was like, bitch, are you me? (laughs) Literally, did you write that in yourself? Come on. Here's what I think. I think, so for, if you're like in a new relationship and you're not in the mood to masturbate because you're having a fun time with your partner, like go off, do whatever you want. However, I will say after sexual assault, getting back into like your own masturbation is so much about sexual Mm -hmm. healing and can really be empowering and can really bring a lot of benefits to your sex life in your relationship. Mm -hmm. I will say on SSRIs, I mean, it's hard, dude. I mean, I went off mine, everyone knows like earlier in this year and my God, did it do wonders for my sex life. But I will say like I, while I was on it, I took sex dust Mm -hmm. from Moon Juice. I like put in my coffee every morning and I swear that shit works. I would not tell Aaron and put in our smoothie sometime just as like (laughs) a scientific experiment (laughs) (laughs) in our smoothies. And they, it like no, you were not works. drugging your boyfriend. No, I was in the name of research. Yeah, he's oh, fine with it. It like ends up in his benefit. Yeah, but of so it does. I like that stuff. Really works. Maca, like different hormonal stuff, but also Maca like does great things. Getting into a routine of masturbating, I think, even on SSRIs, you can kind of like learn to manipulate your body while you're on that in a way that serves you. Like it's it's different. Mm-hmm. It's real different, and so. I think self-exploration is a really healthy way to figure out how to make your sex life with a partner wonderful. Also, I've never been on an SSRI, so you can just tell me to go fuck myself with what I'm about to say. But 
just from being like on birth control literally just from being on birth (laughs) control i know it's different but it also fucks with your sex drive a lot it does um and like with your level of wetness lube best my brothers and sisters best friend like best Best friend friend. you should be using it like i have a healthy one bed use a healthy one um do you have a favorite mod love Mod. mod I have. I like shit. everything from I'm Mod. I remember what the brand is. I have the Mod one, and it's like a pump, and it's literally next to my bed. I have great. used coconut oil plenty of times, and it does the damn yeah, job. Yeah, just make sure you're, you know, cleaning out after. Yeah, lube, lube really does wonders, and I think also if you're like trying to get comfortable with a new partner and a new experiences that like are not re-traumatizing you maybe like have the conversation of like yes no maybe like make a like a quick yes no maybe list and even make one for like yourself if you're just talking about like that advice masturbation but make like a little yes no maybe list of like what is an absolute fuck yes what's an absolute fuck no and what's like a yeah i'm down but like let's talk about it because mm-hmm. also i feel like introducing new sexual acts or like different like mm-hmm. playtime things whether it's like with yourself or with your partner that's like introducing a new behavior creating new yeah. neural pathways. Yeah. Um, and that's also really bonding. It is so bonding. Right? Totally. Totally. I love that advice. Do we want to do a gorgeous transition right into our favorite sex positions? Because we were both asked that. Oh, absolutely. Go right ahead. Okay. So we've all know that I've spoken about the sex position in the past that has triggered me that I mm-hmm. now feel safe in, which I've already worked through enough that I'm willing to air out. It was doggy. Now, my new favorite one as of last week is like you're laying down and you can like prop. You know why they talked about it on Trash Tuesday? And I was like, we got to try this. And it's the best thing in the world. It like hits my, it's like, I feel like my G spot was like down and this hits up or vice versa. Like it was like, okay, mm-hmm. anyway, you're like it? laying down and you put a pillow under your hips to kind of prop it up and the guy goes in you. But like, I'm, I'm fully just like laying down. I'm doing zero work. Wait, are you on your stomach? Are you on your stomach? So pillow on, under your like pelvis. Pillow under my pelvis, pelvis. So you're propped up. My legs aren't even necessarily that spread. If you don't want to be. No, and no, 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 no. That's full, honestly better. Like yeah, together. Like legs mm-hmm. together. And yes. there, and you, and I'm a pillow princess. Oh my fucking god, dude! Gorgeous. Loving it for the past couple of weeks. Okay, I'm gonna try that tonight. <laughs> because I've done pillow under like a nice pillow under you when they're going down on you. Right. Love. Wonderful. Because we like that propped up situation. Yeah. Um, but I, also if I'm on top, I come in two and a half minutes flat. Yeah. I come faster than Aaron. Like I know what to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, and yeah. that's on knowing your fucking body. And masturbation. Yes, exactly. Full Per. Yeah. Um, what is mine right now? I, I love doggy, but I love, and what Meadow said is so true. Like it, that is a very unsafe position if you are not. In alignment, or if you have a soul, your, your partner, mm-hmm. or if you mm-hmm. have, or if you have a giant dick, it makes you feel like you're gonna fucking puke. It, it makes horrible. you feel like it's just like it's hitting your esophagus in a way no, that like is so just unnatural. Yeah, it's just an organ popped. Mm-hmm. Like Absol- it's not. Oh a good my feeling. god! Yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. Yeah. It's not a good feeling. Mm-hmm. So you know, be careful. And for all of our men listening, for all of our straight men listening to this, yeah, like the cute ego boost for you, but also mm-hmm. like. Ow. Um, I like doggy, but I like laying down. Like, well, like half up, half down, but like legs fully together. That's kind of like mine. I think you're just slightly more propped up. I think that just like from behind hits women differently because I think it hits our G-spot better. It gets an angle. Also, also, since we're integrating masturbation into this, if you have like a little toy. Oh, stop. That you're using like on yourself. Yeah. At the same time. From behind. You can coordinate coming at the same time. Oh, it's just gorgeous. Gorgeous. That's what I'm saying. Two and a half minutes. I'm good. Like love. Hit the door. Yeah. Thanks for the sex questions, team. Okay. Um, okay. How to forgive slash stop accepting an apology from an ex with addiction issues, three-year relationship. Mm. I mean, I think that you can't, you cannot control anybody's behavior or reaction other than your own. And I don't think that we are ever going to get the exact apology that we are 
like trying to get. We talked about this in our last episode. Forgiveness is for you, not for them. I was just going to say, not to be the person to say what you don't want to hear, but you forgive them. They don't need to forgive you. And you let that shit fucking go. Yeah. That's the only thing. You, if you want to not feel that resentment, you forgive them. It's about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's about you. And Especially them, with addiction issues. You can't yeah. wait around for that. It's an, It's such an illness. Like you can't put that pressure or expectation and like you can hope and you want change. Yeah. Addiction creates such nuance because you have this dichotomy of like, you're sick and you can't Mm -hmm. control this, but also like, why can't you love me enough that like you Mm -hmm. choose me? Mm -hmm. While our rational brain knows that that's just like not a fair question. Mm -hmm. It's normal for people to go there. But again, and even the person suffering with like addiction challenges, like People Mm -hmm. that have addiction challenges are self-aware. And that's like one of the hardest parts is you're watching yourself and being aware of what you're doing and what harm you're causing. Oh, it's so hard. So yeah, you forgive them, babes. It's for you. And let go. You have to let go of your ego in that process because even without the addiction issues, like when you're forgiving, I know that for example, in my past relationship, I had such a tough time forgiving that person Mm. just because I didn't want to give them the satisfaction of like letting them off the hook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you got to get over it. Yeah. You got to release that shit. Yeah. You got to release it so you can energetically move on and level up and send them love and light and just pray that they do it. And honestly, releasing anything in general is never like never seek that from an outside source. Like always seek that internally. Like no one else can do something so you can forgive yourself or you can release mm-hmm. it. Like that's all your internal gift to yourself. And when you're looking external, like you got to explore sure. that a little bit deeper. Another question we got was how to start validating yourself and stop looking for it externally. Lol. That was the <laughs> Did they write lol? They wrote lol in a smiley face. Okay, wait, repeat <laughs> it one more time for the people in the back because I, I, I like blacked out during that. How to start validating yourself and not mm-hmm. seeking that externally. Where do you begin mm-hmm. in that process? Okay. Would you like to start? No, you start because you said you just did it to an ex. So what was your, what did that look like? I think I've become really, really, really comfortable with, and this sort of goes into like body stuff, which we've gotten a lot of questions about recently. I've gotten very comfortable with the idea that our souls move on always and I believe in reincarnation and we just move on and all these things. And this is just like the body that we have to carry us through. And I don't even mean like the physical body, just our experiences and everything. Why not live through this lifetime loving and respecting myself as much as I possibly can? And it's a constant practice that I have to do of reminding myself that. But I feel like when I started thinking that way, my mentality really shifted and it allowed me to sort of sink into this feeling of just gratitude of like, I'm so small Mm -hmm. and like irrelevant as like Mm -hmm. fucked as that can sound. But it's like, I'm in my own movie. Like I'm in my own like Sims simulation over here. Mm like just like feeding and watering my plants and all of my little characters. And like, that's how I like look at my life lately. And when I started thinking of myself that way, it just allowed me to like unlock a new level of like adoration and love for myself. Is adoration yeah. a word or it's admiration? You're asking it me sounds right. Day. It sounds right. We make up words all the time know. on the show. I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that's like sort of allowed me because when I know who I am, I'm not as worried about what other people think because I know the truth. And that was a, that was a whole thing that I went through in my whole identity crisis of like, I feel so misunderstood because my actions and who I am are not aligning. And I think Mm -hmm. that the more aligned I become, the less I give a shit because I know, I know the truth and that's all that fucking matters. And the people that love me and that are around me feel it and know me and I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I don't have moments where I like slip into that shit so of fast. Course. But I'm just we all do. It's human. Yeah, I love that so much, and I would say the exact same thing. And then when you were speaking, it made me think of like a fun, almost counter example that I think I've done in the past too, which is if you are seeking external validation, going towards a source of someone that you really admire that you would just mm-hmm. die for their validation on, like Jay Shetty or Oprah. 
and start watching their Super Soul Sundays and their podcasts of all the people that you would admire that you would love validation from and listen to the way in which they've discovered that everything is about giving it to yourself. Mm, Like it's almost sometimes you can lean into it and go towards the people that you would want that validation from. I mean, Mm -hmm. granted, as long as they're healthy people. Right. And kind of like listen to their journeys and their life lesson. There's common threads in every single journey. And one of those common threads always includes realizing that we're all so unique and also individual. No one's validation is ever going to be given to you in a way that you want because of our traumas and how we were raised and what we've been like. That's just not a real thing. And when you mm-hmm. listen to the people you admire explain that, it, it it also can help trick your brain to give you permission to do it your, for yourself. So I think there's two sides, also, like doing that internal work and then also listen to those people tell you the exact same thing that they did for themselves. Mm-hmm. You also just like put off a little light bulb in my brain. The more that you understand and love yourself and give yourself that validation, the way, like the stronger that, your picker gets when it comes to the oh, people around you totally. and you your intuition yeah. and your gut when it comes to others and like situations that you're in is so heightened because you immediately are like, this person's making me feel like shit and they're just projecting something onto me. Like this has nothing, this has nothing to do with me. Like it, I, I, I had a situation came to my brain recently, but like, it wasn't like a bad situation. It was just like, it was with Mr. Man and he basically mm. was like going through something and essentially said something to me that was like, I've been feeling this way. And I was like, Iliasm, that has nothing to do with me. And we like unpacked this whole fucking conversation. And I'm not saying that everything oh, yeah. like it's not always our place to like therapize someone else. Absolutely. And I like asked him if he was like willing to hear what I had to say. And he was, and then that sort of unlocked the conversation. But like, I am so fucking proud of myself that I didn't get insecure, that I didn't like be like, oh my God, what did I do? And I was so quick to be like, that has literally nothing to do with me. Like what the fuck is going on with you in like a very non-confrontational way, even though it's not a very confrontational. But I just, (laughs) the point is that like your picker and your gut instinct is going to get so much stronger the more that you become like in harmony with yourself. You spot the bullshit way faster. I have a very clear example of that that we cannot talk about, but I will just we say- We sure can't, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Gabby and I exploring LA and meeting new people can clock it in fucking 0.5 seconds, make eye contact, and know exactly how we feel. And when it comes up a year and a half later, we were right the whole time. Just saying. We got to move on because I can't talk about it. You can't talk about <laughs> it. All right. Next question. Hmm, guys, these are really good. These are really, 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 really fucking good. Okay. How do you create how do you create mind maps or palaces? You listen to Dana's episode for public mm-hmm. speaking. I jumble my thoughts and words. Ooh. Meadow, you're really good at public speaking. Thank you. I am really good at public speaking. And this is <laughs> what I've She's come like, and to- this is why. No, it is. It's it's that's one of my strengths that I fully take ownership of because no, the way this woman commands I feel the room, it and I like it. You're really Here's good my at tips it. and tricks. One thing, how about let's give the example. The last time you saw me do it at the Mayfair May mm-hmm. Mental Wellness House. I woke up one morning, it was like a month in advance to prep, and I was like, Yeah, I gotta work on what I wanna say. I sat down and journaled eight pages of if I was in real time stream of consciousness, here's everything I wanna say. And I have notes and bullet points of things I need to cover mm-hmm. to make sure I work it in. Write out every single thing you want to say. Practice it a couple times to yourself. At least this works for me. I'm granted everyone's mm-hmm. different. And then fucking stop. If I over-rehearse and over-prepare and try to read every slide and make sure I hit every point, it never comes off authentic. I don't Mm-mm. sound like myself. I don't feel like myself. And I don't deliver messages in the way in which I mean to. So mm-hmm. I do make sure I have everything written out, especially writing it out helps me memorize so much yeah, better. Basically That's like writing why we all out. said physically writing it out versus typing. Mm-hmm physically writing the whole thing out, rehearsing it a couple times. And I'm talking out loud with the timer on just so you know what your cadence is, how long it took you to do it, whatever. And, you know, do it, do it with some semblance of like close enough in time to the time you actually have to public speak, but don't fucking over rehearse. You will absolutely limit yourself in where you think you can go in a conversation, what points you make, Mm -hmm. what analogies you can use. And when you do that, and then you miss a mark in the middle of that presentation, you'll spiral. And every single time I did that presentation, because you went to multiple, did, mm-hmm. it was different every time I did it. Mm-hmm. But every time kind of still got Same to the points. core of the same messaging. Right. Same points. 
vastly different delivery because I was in a different mood. One day we woke up, we had a sound bath. All of us were laughing, hugging trees. The other day we woke up, three employees cried. (laughs) We were crying. Like, so I'm coming, I'm honoring the energy that I'm coming in with and being flexible enough to know the points I'm making and open enough to let myself express it in the way I want to in that moment. And getting really present also really helps. Like, honestly, Mm -hmm. meditate before you go on stage. Jesse Israel taught us that. If you take a Mm -hmm. second to meditate Mm -hmm. and also go back to his episode if you haven't heard it, because he talks about his the preparation they did when he was on tour with Oprah. And what they would do is do a meditation and visualize what it feels like to be on stage and what Mm -hmm. you want to feel when you're on stage and kind of like the best case scenario minutes before you go on. And then you're going in with that energy and attracting it to you. Done. Period. I have nothing to add. That was beautifully said. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. There was a question about us that I'm trying to find, like about you oh, and I. Oh, yeah, there was. Um, was it like boundaries between us? Oh, no. It was our um, pet peeves of each other? No, that was about your boyfriend. Oh. Biggest pet peeve your partner. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Biggest pet mm-hmm. peeve your partner does, podcast partner partner and romantic partner. Okay. I can tell you right now because they're both the exact same because both those Tauruses in my life are the only people that tell me no. Gabby and Aaron are the only people that tell me no. And as a fucking daddy's little girl princess that never got told no, they're the only two people who do that absolutely terrifies me and I have to listen to no matter what. And mm-hmm. it infuriates me and I also respect them for it. And it's why I love them more than anyone else. Yeah. Whenever I tell her point. something, she's like, Aaron said the same thing and I hate both of you. Yeah. <laughs> true. You no, guys are literally. the same fucking force in my life. And it's so annoying because yep. you're always right. Yep. No, we are. Because I'm sorry. No, Tauruses are. are so rooted in reality. Ugh, <laughs> and Libras so live in airhead. outer space. Yes. You are my leash child, Meadow. You are my yeah, leash child. I like it. Okay. What's your, so, okay. So that was your biggest pet peeve for both of us? Yeah, absolutely. Great. Um, I yeah. immediately know yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i can think of 700 i think it'd be. no but it's what it's, it? it's it's not even a big oh, no. it's not even a pet peeve because like i love you for it like it, it makes the water your in your bathroom i'm so scared oh no but thank you for bringing that up you do do that <laughs> meadow arrives in my home and it looks like a fucking bomb went off she's there for three seconds and you're a fucking tornado like th- like shit everywhere <laughs> food everywhere water it looks like she flooded my bathroom when she's just washing her face (laughs) like and by the way like listen listen i am all for like we are sisters what's mine is yours this bitch came took my pajamas to a sleepover at another house when you were at the mayfair house babes oh yeah i did (laughs) and you took my brand new pj set that i was obsessed with packed it in her little bag i felt real cute (laughs) (laughs) oh no okay we'll take those then wait what was the other one you were gonna say okay but this is honestly why like i adore you because you keep this is why we balance this is why we balance this is why we balance meadow is like the biggest idea person i know and so sometimes like she has so many ideas and i'm like that's amazing who's gonna execute swing and a miss yeah i'm like who's gonna execute Uh that babes Uh the amount of times that i've been like I kind of take yeah, it back, but it's not a pet peeve because like I love that about you and you're like you keep us elevated because of it. And but I'm like I know the negative mean, Nancy though. that's like mm, that's cuz I but I know it's not even negative Nancy though cuz like I'll be really high waiting outside our pho restaurant and be like, "Well, maybe this." And it's like it's like a passing thought that time. I don't need to share cuz I already know the answer, but I have to talk out loud to Gabby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know exactly um, what you mean. I was literally talking about this with Mr. Man last night, trying, and I straight up told, I mean, guys, it's very new. Yeah. It's very new. Like, I'm talking a couple months. So, very new. And we are, quite frankly, the same person. I don't know if I shared it on here, but our co-star charts are full smiley faces, our compatibility. It's freaky. Like, we don't have one incompatible fucking trait. Um, I said it to him last night. I was like, I don't, I was like, you don't annoy me. And that's very weird. Like I, yeah. and he's a Capricorn, he's a very Capricorn Capricorn. And I'm a very Taurus Taurus with a lot of Capricorn placements. And if you don't know what that means, I don't care. But doesn't matter. we hate the majority of people. Mm-hmm. And I, nothing about him bothers me. And I know I'm in a honeymoon phase and whatever. But like, I think the only thing 
is like we finally had our first moment where it was we were hanging out in the same space, but we weren't hanging out, which I think is like a really big step for a relationship. Did you love it? Loved. Like I was watching a show in bed because he was watching and he was watching TV down here. And both of us ignored. Like I got out of the shower and I was like, I'm gonna hang out up here. Like I'm gonna watch this show. Like I'm gonna put in headphones. Yeah. And he was like, great, been wanting to watch this documentary and like stayed down here and we like didn't hang out and then he like came to bed. But the best the best and so the only thing i told him i was like the tv was really fucking loud and he was yeah, like your tv does get loud you, even like, with why the fuck did you not tell me to like turn it down and i was like you're correct because i don't want to feel like a <laughs> nag but right. then i was like no it's just loud so that's like that didn't even our, annoy me that's just our ex-boyfriends fucking getting in our head and calling us nagging when we're literally no. just asking for our needs so no. yeah no meadow literally okay yeah. people who are single listening to this like I, I'm sorry, this is a quick tangent. I, you guys know, I was in my hoe phase. I was in my roster phase. The amount of men that I met throughout that, that are just so not only full of shit, but also just like the biggest gaslighters when it comes to like what a woman deserves. Like the, like the amount of things that I can think of one. I want to name names. I know me too. The amount of times that this man has like done things for me that he is like, he straight up told me like any man that you have ever been around, like if he, like this is what I'm doing for you is not above and beyond. He was like this right. for a woman like you, this is the fucking bare minimum. Oh, I love And I'm like, so I know, but like I there know, are that's things, what I've been saying. <laughs> like that's what I've been fucking saying, which is why I didn't date any of the roster people because that's also something right. that like I, you know, I'm aware of. Like yeah. I could have had a boyfriend if I wanted one. I just, they were no. roster men. They weren't yeah. dating men. Anyway, that was a tangent. But know your worth. Know your worth. You're not Absolutely. nagging. You're just asking for the fucking bare minimum and like what you deserve. Right. Period. These are so much fun. We are going to have to do a part two. I'm just already putting that out there. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Okay. How have your bodies changed from high school and on? Have you experienced <laughs> Oh, my God. Dude. Do- do you know what being a woman is like? You have hormones that are changing every fucking month, let alone every year my body looks like something different, dude. Yeah. And it will continue to because we're going to like go through menopause and then have it. Like women's bodies are literally the only constant is change. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Faces. It's changed a million literally. times. I was so much heavier in high school. I stopped dancing like in the middle of high school and gained a bunch of weight and that made me insecure. And then I lost a bunch of weight during my breakup going into college. And then you go into college and start drinking enough. You gain it back. I have fluctuated so much. I've had huge boobs because of, um, in middle school because of going on birth control. And now everyone knows I am notoriously mosquito bites. Like your body changes so much all mm-hmm. the time. That's why the only thing you can do is love it. Cause even if you like it right now, or think you have a good body, that's going to change. If you hate it, that's going to change. Like you have to Your make peace with it because it's a meat suit that's going to change and fluctuate all the damn time. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's fucking getting you through the day. If you're feeding it what it needs to be fed, if you're taking care of it the way that you like brush your teeth. Respecting and just, like, it. Respecting loving it. it yeah. Loving it. Like talking to it. Like mm-hmm. literally just because you're never going to hear us talk about like diets and bullshit. Like Meadow and I were big diet Fuck culture no. bitches. Like I was number one whole 30 at Soul Cycle five days mm-hmm. a week in college. Mm-hmm. Couldn't pay me to do any of the above Could, now. Never. Never um, again. So you'll never hear us talk about that, but I will say that it's like I'm very much in the phase of like, which is the way that I want to live my life because I think it's actually manageable and consistent and it's eating shit that makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, they're not in the way of like soul food of like, it, you know, makes my soul feel good. Like, yes, that's very important, but I mean like physically makes you feel good. Um, and that's not always a salad because that's actually really inflammatory a lot of the time. So I'm like, no, that's yeah. not what I'm saying. It's just shit that actually makes you feel good and moving like, like, it's like you're charging your body, like the way you charge your phone, like you're, you're doing and when we what say it moving, I want to be abundantly clear. I haven't like actually formally worked out in months. When I mean moving, I'm taking Mahal on like a couple mile walk mm-hmm. every single day. I'm running back mm-hmm. and forth with her. I'm doing squats and picking up the ball. Like movement can be naturally integrated in your day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you have to do an hour workout every time. And in fact, I've said this on the podcast before and I'll say it again. This is, I've never worked out least and Aiden more Eden, Eden. Yep. Aiden, more of what I wanted. Aiden and I, is not a word. I can confirm that one. Eden. I can't. Past tense verbs are always really hard for me. Anyway, Fair. I've never looked better and felt better. 
Would I just no, let everything go dude, and just did what I wanted? Same. Like, honestly, same. So to answer the second puberty question, ever, I've talked about it a zillion one times. The second that I went off birth control, like within those past couple months, like my body changed exponentially and all of the worries of like that I used to have of like, I used to have this really fucked up mentality of like the extra weight doesn't fall right on me. Like that's what I would always say. Like I would see girls that were like thicker than me and I'd be like, but it falls right on them. And I was like, oh, but it doesn't fall right on me. When I got off birth control, that's just not that there's a way for it to fall right, but like for my personal body, like it started to fall right because it finally was doing what my body was supposed to do as a woman. And like the thicker I got, the more it was like, oh, I am a woman meant to bear children. Like, not that we are here to have children. Having a child is your choice. But like, that is the way that it made me feel of like, I am prepping for motherhood, even though motherhood is far away from me. Like, that is... It's how it feels. That's the way that... I don't know. I'm like, oh. And then also, and then also for like girls out here that were dating men, like if your man (laughs) is not into what your body looks like. If they don't love your stretch marks, if they don't love your little cellulite, they don't love because there's something to grab onto. And I'm not excluding skinny girls because skinny girls have stretch marks, skinny girls have cellulite. Like this isn't, we're not body shaming any type of body. They're not a man, they're a boy. Period. Period. Because also, also, I've had this conversation with this man. Guys, he's perfect. I know. But so sorry. Like you guys are going to get simp version of Gabby from now on. I'm so excited. We have this whole conversation and we were talking about like the concept of like pheromones mm. and how you can be like attracted to things without even knowing it. And Perfume? I was saying, I was like, I wonder if it's like you're like attracted to like certain things on a woman's body because it like shows like a sign of fertility almost because yeah. they're like, healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Isn't that biologically anyway. like proven? Biopsychology? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Okay. Did you want to ask one from your? Oh, sure. Let's see. They're such good ones, guys. No, they're such good ones. Ooh, we kind of talked about this already, so we can just kind of summarize. Gabby talked about trusting her intuition. Would love to hear more about intuition in general and how to learn to trust your intuition, intuition versus anxiety, et cetera. Well, I don't know what they're referring to, like where I talked about it, but the way that I learned to trust my intuition is when I went to Hoffman, mm. period. <laughs> like, Take and a I'm shot. not saying everybody has to do that. <laughs> Take a shot. But... The reason that that helped me was because I think this is what we talked about in the last episode about like separating your intellect. Did we talk about this last episode? Maybe. Maybe it was on Patreon. I don't know. But it's the concept that we do there of like the quadrinity check of separating your intellect from your emotional self, from your body, from your higher like spiritual self. So there's like those four quadrants. And that practice like talk about a mind palace like when you're meditating and you're thinking of those things like literally just like playing tetris and like moving them all to the side that practice is what helped me like tap into my higher self and tap into my spiritual self which is like actually me talking because your emotional self and your intellect are going to be constantly going at war so if you can practice honestly i feel like practicing meditation Mm -hmm. is very fucking helpful when it comes to your intuition because your intuition and your gut is literally just your higher self Mm -hmm. and that's what's trying to talk to you. And it's usually correct. (laughs) So that's the way that I was able to do it. Um, Also, not asking everybody for their opinion before you make up your mind. Huge. I understand there's a difference between that and like getting advice. Like I always ask Meadow for her opinion because I value you and I know that you have good intentions Mm -hmm. for me, Mm -hmm. that you want the best for me, that your energy isn't going to like fuck with my like dreams or my manifestations or whatever like if anything we manifest together um which but even sorry last no, thing no, i'll no, say please. is that even if if i ask for your opinion because i feel like my in my intuition so strong that like if you tell me something that doesn't align i feel it immediately i was and just I'm like, gonna yeah, say that doesn't feel aligned that doesn't feel aligned and then i'm able to like push that to the side I was just going to say, I went to you for advice about something specific and another friend at the same time and the other friend responded first. And I immediately looked at you and said, I got advice from this mutual friend of ours on this specific subject. And this literally, I got back all of their fears about this projected onto mm-hmm. advice into me. And exactly. I was like, so I don't think I'm going to listen to that. What did you think? And you were like, I 100% see what you're saying. So knowing like, yeah, when you develop that, which I co-sign, 
it's through meditation and mindfulness. Everything is, but the research is just monumental. Like, I'm sorry you if you don't like your it, mind so you it can really fucking is. get to yourself. Period. But yes, being intentional about who you ask for advice. And then even when you ask advice from some of your good friends, you're going to be able to pinpoint when that's their fear, not yours. Oh, easy. Wait, didn't we have a TV question? Because you and I did want to talk about that. We did have a TV question. Okay, so we got a question about what our favorite shows slash movies are right now. Handmaid's Tale comes back today. Whatever. I know. It's, it's, they asked about House of Dragon, which I am a huge fucking, yeah, speaking of being a simp, huge simp for it. And you also have to watch new rock stars on YouTube breakdown of every single episode. Okay. Great. Handmaid's Tale, because I'll just go fuck myself <laughs> for the way that you just dismissed that one, is a very trauma filled show. Yeah. So what if season you are, they on? are five, if you are oh. a survivor of any sort of sexual abuse, I would give you the biggest trigger warning to ever exist Yeah, and proceed with caution. Um, that said, I think is season one of that show was probably one of my favorite shows of television. I would say the same thing with season one of Killing Eve. If you guys haven't watched either. It's Phoebe Waller-Bridge, which anything that woman does, I'm here for. Killing Eve season one. The rest of the season's fine. Season one was one of the most well-written seasons I've ever seen on TV. Is that on Netflix? Like, What's that on? I think it's on Hulu. Okay. I'm going to write it down. The writing in that show, you will really enjoy season one. You have to kind of like power through the first episode or two because it's a pilot, you know, whatever. Sure, sure. The character progression of that's my favorite thing of shows. antagonist that's my favorite thing oh especially oh my god when people humanize no, villains, no, no 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 can't handle it's my favorite thing in the world she is jodie comer i'm fucking obsessed with her i have such a crush on her she is you're gonna freak out okay you need to watch season one okay please go do that that's your homework cool killing eve handmaid's tale love succession i haven't seen literally any of those sorry but those I watch are all my, like, of their thinking own. cap. Those are my thinking cap shows. Okay. You know? Okay. You and did. We love Ted Lasso. We love Ted Lasso. You did give me a so bad it's good because I was telling Gabby when I wash my dishes because we all know I make jokes about never having a dishwasher. We all need a so bad it's good show. Yeah, we all like when I'm wash, washing dishes or prepping food or something, and I'm just like, I just want some noise in the background. You that Maggie show about a psychic? It's yeah. so bad, but it really will get you through doing your dishes. Just saying. It's just a sitcom. It's just a sitcom. A League of Their Own. Abby from Broad City just rewrote A League of Their Own, and that came out, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have I watched recently? Obviously, House of Dragon I watched recently. The Army Hammer documentary. Oh, I haven't Sorry. seen it, but Trash Tuesday talked about it. I need to see it. Okay, listen, really, really quickly, because okay. I am interrupting you a lot today. No, you're not. That Army Hammer doc was so good. I am pretty sure my stepsister actually worked on that. But the Army Hammer doc is so fucking incredibly good, because here's why. I was really worried. It's a three-part series. Okay. I was really worried in part one that they were not going to convey BDSM correctly. I was going to say, that was my main question. That was my main thing with it. I was like, fuck, are they about to just like shame the BDSM community and like blanket everything that he did under BDSM when in fact they do the total opposite. And the first half of the first episode, you're like, this is what they're doing. Fuck. And then by like the end of the episode, like they have like a BDSM worker there and they're basically explaining the whole premise is that he essentially targeted women who had no idea what BDSM was so that he was able to use BDSM as a mask for what he was doing when in fact BDSM is all rooted in consent, safety, consent security. Yes. Like you're yeah. constantly yes. re-getting consent. Um, so that's not shaming the community. Like they they over and over and over again are like BDSM isn't weird. BDSM isn't dangerous. BDSM that's not abnormal. What he was doing was not normal. And that's also not what he was doing. Right. And it's also yeah. not what he was doing. Speaking of BDSM, um post play care. Shout out, our girl Gabby wrote an entire article on it. Everyone go read it if you don't know about it. <gasps> Speaking of also cut. like sexual healing, coming from sexual assault, being in a relationship, whether you're mm-hmm. on an S- SRI or not. Hey, after, after, what is it called? Post-care? What is it? What's the term? Aftercare. Aftercare. Look into Gabby's article about aftercare. We will link it. And it is so Thanks. cute and so important. We love aftercare. Yeah. Honestly. Found, it founded it in the BDSM community for very clear reasons because mm-hmm. they're all about safety. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else, any other mo- good movies and TV that I've been watching lately. 
I'm like, I would actually love other people's recommendations. Cause I mean, I have favorite shows mm -hmm. of all time and that's not what we're doing here. We're just recent, but recently I go on Hulu, HBO and Netflix and I cycle through all of them just thinking there's nothing to watch. So there's would, nothing like I'm rewatching. Yeah. I re I've, I've been in a rewatch phase too. Cause I'm like, I don't know what else there is besides house of dragon, which comes out you I know, mean, once a week. Listen, I know I named succession and like all these like, you know, brain thinking cap shows, but like, if you don't think I powered through love Island. Yeah. I oh, the bear. We love oh, the bear. The bear is so good. That's a new show. Love That's the bear. fucking incredible. So oh, good. God, I'm in love with lip. I'm in love with lip. Yeah. He he's is. real cute. If you don't watch Shameless, you should watch Shameless. Oh, uh, I tried okay. again because I watched The Bear and it's like the third or fourth time. I I can never make it through the pilot. It I ca I cannot do it. I can't make it's it through anxiety the pilot. inducing. It's not even anxiety inducing. To me, it's like boring. Which it I don't know really how. Everyone says that, but I'm just like I'm not engaged or interested enough fine. to keep trying. Which is like that's, that's okay. A, I know, but I want to get there. But it's fine. Whatever. No, but listen, I never watched Game of Thrones. Oh, I rewatched season one. Three different times. I can't do but it. But here's, here's- I make it to season two, episode one, over and over again. I can't do it. Let me let me give my little disclaimer for anyone because I stand by this. I feel like I've said it to you before, Gabby, but watching Game of Thrones with someone who loves and knows Game of Thrones is the only way to do it. Because I tried when it was coming out in real time and was like, I can't do it either. And then years later, met Aaron, who's not only obsessed, but watches every book and all the YouTube backgrounds. So every five minutes, we're pausing. He can explain every family member, what the history is behind him, what the symbolism of the boar killing him in episode one. Like, he's explaining all the background and nuance and whatever. Okay, so by season two, I'm like, oh, let's fucking go. And then as they, okay. like, you know what I mean? If someone can sit and okay. explain and get you excited, it is the most fun way to watch that show of all time. And the okay, new fine. season is really good. And they're really focusing on women's perspectives speaking of like sexual assault and other stuff i'm gonna go off forever please change the subject i mean i just really like sophie turner so i'm down okay me too miami girl do we want to do like maybe two two yeah. three more yeah sounds great quick ones okay we got i want to just run through it really quickly because at meadow and i were literally sitting outside on my balcony talking about this i got a question on my personal page about how to not get paralysis when you're on dating apps oh yeah and meadow and i were talking about this because i was admi admitting the feelings that i was having and I was like, you know, it's I'm I'm very much a grass is greener kind of girl. And I think it's because I would settle a lot in relationships. Mm. And there's only been one relationship that I've been in that I didn't feel that way until like the end. And that's mm -hmm. when I kind of knew it was time to get out of there. I feel like I know who it is, but I'll confirm yeah. later. When it comes, yeah, when it comes to dating apps, you have endless choice. Mm. And I did an interview about it. Basically, like there was this article that I read about like a therapist talking about it where they were saying essentially like for every seven dates, for every seven matches, you need to go on one date because that sort of helps you avoid that because you have endless possibility and it's created, it's heightened the grass is greener mentality by a million. So yeah. my advice is dating is really exhausting. So especially if you don't have an endless social battery don't go on all of the dates. Mm -hmm. Like be selective, but allow the way that I started doing it towards the end of my dating app stint was everybody that I matched with, I knew that if they, unless they were like fucking weird as hell when we were talking, that if they would have asked me on a date, I would have gone, which basically lessened my matches so much. Like I was not swiping on people and the people that I was like liking, I was like, if you ask me, I'll go. Mm -hmm which reduced it a lot. So I would maybe have that mentality because if not, you're playing it like a fucking video game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you're always like, oh my God, but there's so many more options. And it's interesting because it's created the conversation for women because I feel like that's been a conversation that's been directly for men of like men always being like, there's so many options. But like, no, women do it too. Mm -hmm. um, so I get where you're coming from. Maybe have that mentality going into it. And also remember that like you have a lot of life to live. And you're going to have a lot of like dating in your future probably. And just like enjoy if you're having fun right now with somebody, like enjoy that moment. That's a great moment. That's a really fun time. You're not like missing out on something else because like you're just living a different experience. You're right where you need to right be, now. which I know is the most annoying thing in the world to say, but like. Yeah. I mean, and obviously that doesn't count for abusive and unheartful situations, but I digress. Mm -hmm. I have nothing to say on the subject because I'm an old motherfucker who 
had Tinder for like one year in college, never met one person on it. I mean, only the fact dated that it was friends Tinder. of friends. The fact that it was Tinder tells you how long ago it was. Tells like you. I didn't even yeah. like I've never been on dating apps. I don't know what they're like. I'm so sorry. I'm a dinosaur. Great. Um, okay, two more. Really quick. How do you handle conflicts between one's needs and another's boundaries in mm. a relationship? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. Drink your chlorophyll <laughs> water. Yeah. By the way, if anyone's weird, this is chlorophyll. Man. One, a lot of honest and open and kind communication. Two, I think getting very, very clear about the root of where they're coming for both of you. So like what trauma or what need do you have that is this boundary? What need do they have? I think also reframing certain things. I think we've talked about this before to understand when people are asking for love. So like, for example, Aaron and I got in a fight the other day because I woke up in the morning and Mahal was like yelling at me to let her go pee. And I still wanted to sleep a little bit longer. And I went out to him and I was like, can you take her pee? And he was like, oh, I'm in the middle of doing the laundry. And I was like, fine. And I got all pissy about it. And I was trying to tell him how, as a girl that was raised by a dad that would do everything for her, like hearing, like I, I was like in that moment, I was asking for you to show me love by giving me 20 more minutes of sleep. Like I wasn't, I wasn't asking, like I've taken her out this many times and you've taken her out this many times and like, we're being even, I was literally saying like, can you show me love in this morning moment? Cause I'm desperate to sleep more, but that wasn't like, he didn't know that. So I think getting really clear, wild self-awareness on your end. Oh, thank you. Like that's what you're asking for. I journal a lot, but I think, (laughs) (laughs) but I think just getting really clear about little things that we can do. There's also this guy on TikTok that I'm not going to remember his name that I'll find. So Kay can put it in here that has beautiful examples of like, I think I said this before when people are telling a story and they're like, have I told you before? And you're sitting there realizing like, Mm. this is how they feel like to feel loved and heard and have fun is to like make people laugh and tell stories. And you just realize that little quirks or little things people ask for, it's just them asking for you to love them in a specific way. So when you can Mm -hmm. kind of see that, and then it helps parcel out like wh- where are you kind of being annoying and where are you asking? Like I was like, the P example was me being annoying. There's different ways that I ask for that that make more sense. So like you can kind of, you're able to parcel out where they meet and then come to like an agreement on how you're going to serve both needs at the same time. Because setting a boundary is a need for something and they're saying mm-hmm. they have a need for something. So if that's conflicting, being really clear and communicative about what the root is, where those come from, how you could support each other and making both your needs feel met. Does that make sense? Do you have anything to add? No, that was great. I have nothing oh, cool. to add. Okay, cool. Sweet. <sighs> Last one? Yeah, calm. I was to say just compromise is difficult for me, but I try. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes, last one. This is a really sweet question. What has changed most about you in the last year? Oh, your heart melted. Right? <laughs> I is that yours? Not for me to answer for you first. <laughs> No, I mean, <laughs> knocking over my lamp. Yeah. I was just going to say it in a different way. Yeah. Say it in your way. Yeah. I mean, I like, I have become much more loving towards that side of myself mm-hmm. and not as embarrassed of her or like that side of me is weak. Like, I have just become more accepting of the giant dichotomy that is me. Mm-hmm. And knowing that like my vulnerable like mushy side does not make me weak but also knowing that most people do not deserve access to that side of me and that's okay and that doesn't make me a bitch so if i feel safe around you great you'll get that like only a select like i feel like you guys see that side of me Mm -hmm. he sees that side of me most of my family does not The Fair. public does not. Yeah. Like, I, I think you guys are, you guys are seeing a much more tender side of me, a much more compassionate. And I'm saying you guys, the listeners, like you guys see the compassionate, tender, like, cariñosa side of me because that's mm. who I am. But I still am like, have an attitude and like, whatever. But like, if we're ever in the same room, like, I'm going to give you the biggest hug and I'm going to be oh, yeah. so thrilled and like, I'm not like a mean girl <laughs> at all. It's just when I was younger, I used that as a defense mechanism. So, but my point is just saying like I've I've understood that like we are 
a mirror that have like a bunch of different angles that we're showing and reflecting. And that's okay. And that doesn't make us a fraud. That doesn't make us phony. It just makes us human. Mm -hmm. And that one piece of myself that has been so difficult for me to be okay with of being really vulnerable, I know that if I can lead with that vulnerability, I can sort of lead with it in private Mm -hmm. when it comes to certain situations because that helps my instinct. And I know that certain people will get that when they're deserving of it. But most people don't have access to it, and that's completely fine. If not better, healthier. Yeah, because like I'm keeping, I'm I'm protecting my energy. I'm in a way that you didn't honor in the past. That might not be the same for everyone, but in a way for you that you didn't exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And it's why I feel super protective. Thank you. Yeah, of him, Mr. Man. Appreciate that. Um, no, I mean, I'm really protective of him, but I was gonna say I'm really protective of like you. Like I'm very protective over the people that I care about. Yeah. You are, um fiercely very mm-hmm. like i'm very once you're once you're in like mm-hmm. you're in mm-hmm. and i will like where's the body let's go hide it like yeah. i am like even that energetically that I care about. you are energetically fierce about protecting me like even if no one would really? ever see the circumstance like me coming to you for certain things like even the way you speak to me what energy you bring like how like you are energetically and supportively fierce for your friends <sighs> Thanks. In the most in the most supportive way possible. Yeah, it's been well, really thanks. beautiful anyway. to watch. We can all see that in you. Thank you for being so patient throughout this journey. <laughs> oh my gosh, as if it took you like what? Not even a year, Jesus. <laughs> no, but it's just it's you've been so present through all of it. Like you've you've been through every Every mind dump, every journal entry. Ugh, that's what we're here for. <laughs> experienced. Dude, I know. Oh my God. Honestly, we should. It is about time that we do another. Uh, maybe next time we'll do like an exclusively friendship Q&A. Because your and I's friendship is yeah. like fucking next level. I don't think. I don't even. No, it's just saying. weird times. It's just. Yeah. Saying. We talked a bit about it on Patreon if you're not. Yeah, talking. we oh. did. Yeah. Okay. Wait, what about you? Honestly, I didn't really know. And then the first thing that came to my mind, which I don't even know if it's true, but you know, just. Freudian, the first thing that comes to mind was I've gotten quieter. And I mean that I, which is one fucking ironic because we put a microphone in front of our faces, but I think that's what did it. Like listening to other people's stories and listening to us and listening to the way we process things. Like now when I'm in a room with other people, I used to be like the loudest person, like entertainer vibes, like fun extroversion. Not only am I like introverted because of the pandemic, but I also getting a podcast and talking all the time makes you realize really deeply how important listening is. And I love being a fly on the wall now. Like I think I've gotten quieter Mm -hmm. and not, I don't mean to say smaller and like I'm energetically smaller. Like I actually feel very expansive and like I take up more space Mm -hmm. energetically, but I am much more reserved and quiet and like intentional. And well, there's a lot of power in that. There's a lot of power in that. Even Aaron and I were saying that the other day, because we were talking about the way in which his clients will like yell and have, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And how Aaron's like always quiet and how it'll get to people even more. And I'm like, yeah, because people with real power don't need to yell to prove it. So like, I think I've gone Period. a lot quieter and like a really cool way that makes me feel, feel even in more of my power. Well, yeah. Have you noticed that I've noticed when we that. go out and oh, stuff? Like I'm sure. way quieter yes. when we go. Yes. I don't talk to other yes. people the same way I used to. I don't try. I don't, I'm not trying to people please or win people no. over or make people like me right away. Like I'll sit back and you can get to know me if you make an effort or if you like to, and I'm going to be nothing but kind and abundant. And you know, the hugs that I give to strangers make mm-hmm. people look twice at other people. Cause that happened to us multiple times while we've been together. Yeah. Like, but I'm, I'm going to sit there and let you like, it's not all on me anymore. And I'm really, really good with it. Yeah, you have done that. that. I've noticed it a lot. And I've also noticed like you have, you've stood in your power much more this year. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, not that you didn't know your worth, but you stand up for yourself a lot more. Yeah, I do. Yeah. You stand up for yourself a lot more. And you feel that when you're in a room with people with the, with the way that you move, because you are so much more quiet. Yeah. And like I said, there's power in that because people don't deserve access to it. Exactly. And you're like conserving she said energy. Point, both of us. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like trying you're to be conserving Jay-Z. energy. Literally. I met but him also, once and that was his energy was nuts. Unreal. Like he's just like so quiet. But he it. walks in a room, it, it could not didn't say a word, and everyone just is like, like 
it's the waiting way, to see what they do. No, and and just like magnetic, yet so mm. quiet and grounded and just there. Like it, it was the most beautiful thing to ever see. It was years ago. That's really But that's cool. what I'm trying to chase, honestly. Yeah. And also, by the way, your people pleasing has gotten really mm-hmm. um way better. And that's way less. only because you fiercely protect me so much that I learned I have to stand up for myself. <laughs> no, but not like, even like in a work like like I noticed it like when okay, like for example, like when Meadow comes to LA, like if we're like on some bullshit that we want to like be going out, she at the beginning of the night is like, give me your spare key because I'm not staying. Yeah. And like you don't feel like you have to like defend that. To literally anybody. You're on mute. She's like nodding yes, but Mahal's screaming, barking. I think it's time to go. I think it's time to go. I think Mahal said so too. But yeah, you both of us have supported and helped each other in that growth so much. So ask us friendship questions next time. We'll get you a Gabby or a Meadow in your life. Seriously, guys, these questions were really good. Thank you so much for for answering, for engaging with us, for interacting. Like they were so fucking thoughtful. Let us know if you like episodes like this. Maybe we'll start doing them like monthly. Sorry if we didn't answer your question. Maybe we'll start keeping a list of them too. Mm -hmm. So keep sending them in. Mm -hmm. We'll start doing them monthly. I would love to do that. All right. Let us know if you want to see these monthly and sign up for our Patreon because we do a lot more of these on there. Yeah, we do. Uh, Patreon's a lot more casual and a lot more interactive. Oh my gosh. Someone commented. I have to respond to them because I yelled at Patreon for not talking to us back enough. And then someone commented and was like, I feel like I got scolded for not commenting. So here I am. And I was like, okay, I didn't just scold you. But like now people are really interacting and like talking on there. And it's so much more fun. I, we're trying to bring group chat energy to the Patreon. So come on there and talk to us. There's less people on there. So you're getting more of our attention. Exactly. Okay, Mahal, we get it. We're leaving now. Okay, we get it. Bye. (laughs) All right. Bye, team. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to the Thoughts Mayberry podcast every Monday.